0: This episode of the podcast is brought to you by none other than your mother. If you do enjoy, and I hope you do, please don't forget to subscribe, like, comment, high-five, send me an email, send me a couple bucks, either or. Enjoy the podcast. Wow. Guys, welcome back to another episode of Drink Your Podcast. Today, what we're drinking, we're going to drink some water, okay? Start off the right way. Mm. I know what you're asking, you're probably thinking, Nick, why are you drinking essential water? I'm actually not. It's tap water. Um, so I had a great idea. Um, obviously, the first great idea was me moving my microphones around and putting this microphone stand in front of me because I can move it up and down. And it makes it so I can just sit down here and chill. And when I say down here, I mean in the underground layer that I'm in right now. I'm in an underground layer. Um, in... Uh, I'm not going to tell you because it's underground, but I still don't want to tell you where I'm at. Um, and I was thinking, I want to talk about something because I have a big fucking mouth and I want to talk about something. But I didn't know what to talk about. So I started looking on Google, good old trusty, stealing all my information. <laughs> Google. <laughs> Um, and I thought it would be cool cause it's Sunday and one thing I haven't done in a while is, is like read a poem. So like, I'm going to read a poem. I just went to Google and typed in poem of the day and I clicked on the first one that I saw because that's what you do on Google. No one, first of all, you, you give it like the first three options and if you don't like it, I mean, please comment below when the last time was that you actually went to the second page or third page. Or fourth page of Google. I did it last week. Just because I wanted to see what was over there. Um, anyways. Okay, so... Hmm. This poem is, uh, is called... At the Justice Department. Uh, it was written November 15th, 1969. By... Denise Levertov. Interesting. Okay. Brown gas fog. White beneath the street lamps. Cut off on three sides. All space filled with our bodies. Bodies that stumble in brown airlessness, whitened in light. A mildew glare that stumble. Hand in hand. Blinded. Retching. Wanting it. Wanting to be here. The body believing it's dying in its nausea my head clear in its despair, a kind of joy. Knowing this is by no means death, is trivial, an incident, a fragile instant. Wanting it, wanting with all my hunger this anguish, this knowing in the body the grim odds we were up against, wanting it real. Up that bank where gas curled in the ivy, dragging each other up. Strangers, brothers, and sisters. Nothing will do but to taste the bitter taste. No life other, apart from. That was interesting. Um, that was the first time I actually read this. So, I didn't read this before I read it. Does that make sense? I didn't, like, practice this. So, wow. Well, I feel like I should read it again, because I feel like with poems you you should always read, read them more than once, right? And then like figure out what they actually mean, or, or what you, you know, what you get from them. So let's see here, um, do you guys want me to read it again? One yes, two yes, the people have spoken. Brown gas fog, white beneath the street lamps cut off on three sides all space filled with our bodies bodies that stumble in brown airlessness whitened in light a mildew glare that stumble hand in hand blinded retching wanting it wanting to be here the body believing it's dying in its nausea my head clear in its despair a kind of joy Knowing this is by no means death. Is trivial. An incident. A fragile instant. Wanting it. Wanting with all my hunger, this anguish. The knowing in the body. The grim odds we're up against. Wanting it real. Up that bank where gas curled in the ivy. Dragging each other up. Strangers. Brothers. Brothers. And sisters Nothing will do But to taste The bitter taste No life other Apart from i got to take A sip of water <clears throat> That felt like A very deep poem Of the day <laughs> I don't know If it's the way I narrated it Or if it's Just, you know Got that vibe Please let me know um, one if you've heard of this artist, um, or if you've heard this poem, Denise Levertov, from 1969. Um, I kind of got like the vibe. Yeah, let me know. Uh, let me know, in, like in the comments, what you guys think this poem is kind of like breaking down. Or what it what it symbolizes for you? Um, I I kind of got a vibe like white beneath the street lamps, um, brown gas fog. My mind wants to go to, like, just being in the dark. Like, being, um, it's completely dark outside, but you're just, like, chilling under, like, the street lamps or whatever. Um, it's kind of like a foggy, you know, kind of that eerie night in a way. Um, cut off on three sides. need the street lamp cut off on all three sides. That one's, that one, to be honest, I can't figure that one out. All space is filled with our body kind of sounds like, I don't know, like people huddled together or something under some streetlights. I know that's just like an obvious uh, uh, depiction, but it's probably something uh, deeper than that. Bodies that stumble in brown airlessness, uh, whitened in light a mildew glare. So it's like, um, it's like they're in the background, um, almost like people like in the background of society stumble in brown airlessness. Um, I don't know why I think of homeless people. But I think of brown and I think of like just like very dirty from being homeless. Not being able to have a shower for like a long while. Uh, Whitened in light. So like they're like in the background but like when you see when you see, you know, it's like you're they're in the background. You know they're there. Um, They're kind of got the spotlight on them at certain times but uh, for the most part just kind of blend in whitened light uh, mildew glare that stumble hand in hand blinded retching I don't know maybe um, so like they're in the light so when they're in the light um, it's like you're you're maybe someone's noticing them from a, from a distance um, and when it says hand in hand it's like like both people um, have a struggle, maybe. Maybe, like, they both have a struggle. It's, like, two two aspects of life <laughs> converging into one and um, wanting it, uh, let's see. Hand-in-hand, blinded, retching. I'm not really sure what retching is. I'm gonna look that up real quick. Um, I really want to save this so I don't forget it. I know I've heard that word before, but I don't know what it means. Uh, Make the sound and movement of vomiting. Mm, Okay. That kind of gives me uh, (laughs) everything I need to know about this. Um, Hand in hand, blighted, reaching, wanting it. Wanting to be here. The body believing it's dying and it's nausea. My head clear in its despair. Kind of joy. Knowing this by no means death. This trivial and is an incident, a fragile instant. Wanting it, wanting it. with all my hunger, this anguish, this. Damn, this is like really deep. Poem of the day, though, man. We can tell what they were thinking in 1969. <laughs> it's like it's not that that long ago, but, my word, that's some real shit. I feel like Sundays are, you know, Sundays are a great day to do some, like, freestyle podcasting, you know, where you just come up with random ideas. Um, It's fun. It's fun because you end up, you know, for me, too, I end up, you know, I'll get started on a topic, but then it'll branch into another topic. That's kind of what's great about, like, freeform podcasting. There's no plan to it. You just kind of go. Um, I'm going to type in topic of the day. And we're going to go base, based off that. Um, Come on. Just give me some topics here. I need like a... I need like a, a generator. Like a, like a, you know... Photography. Do you like... <clears throat> take a lot of pictures. <laughs> Let's talk about photography. Got it. Um you know, I noticed uh, with, um I noticed that there's an overwhelming amount of um people, mostly girls, that have that do like they have their own OnlyFans page. And for those who don't know what it is, um where I was introduced uh, through other people or whatever is girls go on there and they like basically have pictures or like videos and you know secretive so-called pictures um explicit of themselves and like you can pay a monthly subscription fee and get to like see all their stuff um apparently OnlyFans is used for other stuff too not just like nudes and stuff but it's super interesting like so many people are hurting for money or um or at least we're hurting for money because of this pandemic and People have been, like, very very creative. And people who probably would have never even considered uh, going on camera, getting a photo shoot, or doing both of those things but, like, naked, are, like, doing it. And some people are making some killer money off it. I mean, I hope they're not, like, relying on it because I think it's going to come to an end at some point or at least slow down. Um, But it's super creative. Um, I think people are being forced to think of different ideas to not only stay busy but to like make money and stuff and it's really cool. I have, I mean a lot of folks have made tons of money off of making masks and stuff uh, which is cool. But it's cool. It's really it, it's nice to see that people are are staying busy and and getting out of their shell. I think it's this is like a big wake up moment for a lot of people too. Let's see. Questions of the day. Ooh, this is a good, this is probably a good one. Um, I just want to give credit to this website because I don't want to like, you know, steal nothing from them. That's a great, uh, it's a great website. Uh, this question, what's the best thing you've got going on in your life at the moment? I feel like I'm reading like Twitter questions, but no one knows about this show. So it's definitely not off of Twitter for, to be honest. So what's the best thing you've got going on in your life at the moment? Humble brag. I'm a millionaire. Uh, just kidding. Oh, gosh, that is, it's a it's a very good question. Not a, not a hard question, but there's a few things, I guess. Um, well, the biggest thing overall is that uh, within the last year or so, I've, I've really uh, come into knowing the person that I am and that I want to be. Um, I've, I was at a point in, in my life where, you know, uh after I decided that I didn't want to do music anymore, as far as pursue it as like a career, I was kind of like in this middle spot. Like I didn't really know what I was doing. Um, For the longest time, music was like my identity. So when I stopped really being interested in that and making that my focus, I didn't really know what to do. I thought that was like my creative outlet and I didn't have any other, you know, creative outlets per se. I always wanted to do a podcast, so that was kind of another one. But uh, so just the last like two years have been really great uh, i realized i uh, wanted to stay in the creative mode and it didn't have to be through music like it could be through anything so i got into barbering and uh i i feel like i'm in a career now that i don't consider work and uh i'm, I'm officially um i'm officially like independent uh per se with work which is really nice i get to decide my own schedule and um i have to push myself to you know to uh to be motivated and stuff so that's really i think that's like one of the uh, best things going on in my life right now aside from i uh, have an awesome wife who supports every fucking thing i do i still don't understand it but she does so i'm gonna roll with it but she supports me um we have a really good team teamwork thing going on we both really support each other so that's like probably the best stuff going on right now um in my life oh this is cute i didn't even realize that when i did uh where is it right here. This is weird trying to do this. Um, my microphone is in the shot. That's cool. Okay. In the seconds before you die, you're allowed to know everyone who was secretly in love with you at some point. Do you want to know? I mean I don't know. I guess I don't, like, really ever, like, wonder if certain people ever loved me. You know, like, ever were in love with me or whatever, you know? I guess I I never really thought of it like that. The people that I, um, you know, people that I've dated before, I kind of knew they did. I mean, there's maybe, like, one person, but I don't think she was in love with me. I just, it was kind of one of those things where, like she we things were cool and then there was a moment where we just stopped talking not on my account um she kind of distanced herself from me and i was always curious as to why um so anyways no uh i don't really have anybody that i would really have questions about as if t- if as to if they love me um in 10 years time will you be proud of what you are doing now for sure Yeah. For sure. I think I'm living my best life right now. I mean, I do what I want. Uh again, I have a good wife. Um, I'm a young guy. I have my wits about me. I feel good. I'm I feel like I'm making pretty good choices right now. Um and I'm, I'm in a good, you know, good spot. That's uh These are really good questions by the way. I hope you guys are enjoying this. Um cuz I cuz I actually am 10 years time would you be proud of? Yeah. So I'll be proud of what I'm doing. What does your inner voice tell you? <laughs> it's getting real now. Um, What does your inner voice tell you? Well, let me tell you. That shit changes like, throughout the day. So it's not like my inner voice is always like saying the same thing. Uh, Fun fact. Not everybody has an inner voice. Isn't that crazy? Wouldn't that drive you nuts if you didn't have it? But maybe it wouldn't because you're not used to it. Yeah. There are some people that don't have it. They call it inner, dial- inner dialogue. Some people don't have it. Which is amazing What does your inner voice tell you? Um You know Because I am Solely responsible for My income that comes in And I'm pretty much working for myself I sometimes like My inner voice is like Bro Are you sure you got this? (laughs) But I have a a more powerful uh, Inner voice that's like Dude everything's gonna be fine Like don't freak out there's a part of me that wants to, like, you know, be a little bit, up, you know, anxious about it and, and, and be nervous and scared, but there's a, um, you know, that's probably, like, 10% of my inner voice, and then the other 90% is, like, totally trustworthy that everything's fine, you know? What do you need to stop doing to make space for bigger changes? Ch- changes. What do I need to stop doing to make space for bigger changes? Um, I think sometimes I procrastinate a little bit, which I think we all kind of do. Like, I feel like in some, in some way or another, um, there's things that we have to do that might not seem as important or as urgent. But I think, uh, I think if I were to fully stop procrastinating, which I don't really do that much, but I'm very laid back as far as like what I do on my days off, like I don't, I either have something planned or I don't. And if I don't, it's, you know, I do feel like I should be doing something, but realistically I'm not obligated to. So, um, yeah, maybe a little bit less procrastination at, at times. Um, for instance, I, I got these flyers printed out, I got a thousand flyers printed out, um, and I designed them, and, uh, my goal was to, so they're for the barbershop, and I was going to have them sent out through, um, UPS, or the postal service, and they would be distributed into people's mailboxes. Well, I didn't read the directions, and I didn't know that beforehand that you have to make sure that your flyers that you're creating um are up to their standards as far as size and thickness and yada yada and i didn't do that so at the end of the day i have a thousand flyers that i need to get rid of so now instead of just promoting um uh, promoting like on the low i have to go door to door and drop these flyers off so that's one thing that I've kind of been procrastinating, but that's only, like, the last couple of days. Anyways, what have you done recently to overcome one of your fears? What have you done recently to overcome one of your fears? I think my biggest fear was, like, um, not figuring out what I wanted to do in life. And I, you would consider that a fear because, like, I think, for me, once I decided, once I found, like, what I really wanted to do, then I could focus on other stuff. I could think of, hey, maybe maybe it's a good time to start having a family. Um, I didn't want to start a family if I didn't know what I wanted to do or if I didn't, like, know who I was. So that was kind of a big fear that I kind of overcame. Uh, Another one is just being able to work for myself. I always thought that it would be kind of... uh, It's a really tough transition to go from having a steady job to, like, completely deciding your own income. Um, That's really tough, and by no means am I just miraculously rich, you know, Um, I have to budget more, I have to, you know, I have to find out what's more important and what's not, but at the end of the day, I, it's fucking totally worth it, Um, so I did fear that, but I got over that, (laughs) because I just forced myself, I didn't have a choice, to be honest, Um, what do you fear? I don't really, I don't, I'm gonna skip that, because I don't really fear anything right now. I feel... I'm going to keep the positivity going because I, I, I got... I'm feeling pretty good right now. What's the most courageous thing you've ever done? <laughs> courageous. Ah. I wish I could say I jumped... Like I went into a burning building and saved a cat. But I'm highly allergic, so someone else had to go do that. Most courageous thing you ever I'm sure I've done something courageous <laughs> I just can't think of it right now um, I would have to be uh, one time when I was like 18 years old or 17 I was a uh, technically I was a, an EMT I was I was looking to get into uh, being being a paramedic and I decided I didn't want to do that but anyways I was an EMT and it was in the winter time I was driving down I think I was just going home or, or going to work or somewhere and there was a car accident with a few cars involved and there was no ambulance nobody on scene yet uh, because it had literally just happened so i pulled my car over and put my four ways on and i had remembered like some stuff from being an emt um at that time i wasn't working as an emt i had just i had just like got my you know my certification or whatever so I was still very new as an EMT, um, but I had remembered a few things. So I remembered one of the first things to do, especially if someone's been in an, an accident or something, is their their neck is like one of the most important. Um, now, please don't listen to me for advice. This is just shit that I remembered. <laughs> but one of the most important things was the neck. You want to make sure the neck is not moving around because if it's broken, you don't want them to move it because it's going to hurt a lot and it's going to cause damage. So I... Uh, there was an older woman in, in one of the cars, and she had gotten, she had gotten it the worst. And I remember jumping in the back seat, and just re- reaching my hands around and just grabbing and holding her head, and just talking to her and calming her down and making, you know, ma- making her, letting her know that everything's going to be fine. So, I basically just did that until the ambulance and the fire trucks arrived, and then they uh, took over with the neck support and got her out and everything. Um, I wouldn't really say that's courageous, but it was just like um you know, my life wasn't in danger, but it was just uh, an obligation I felt like I had to, to help out. Uh, what's the most curious thing? Okay. What are your strongest beliefs about? Uh, when I think of beliefs, I think of like you know, religious type stuff. Um, I, I always tell people this, and I, there's kind of a rebuttal to it, but I always tell people I'm not religious, I'm spiritual, but um, that'd be a little controversial because within the Bible, you'd there's parts of it that, you know, that talk about spirits and sp- spirituality and stuff like that, so that's um, uh, a little bit controversial, I guess you could say, but I would say that I'm less religious and less bound to a, uh, a specific religion um, and just more uh, free-spirited, I guess you can say. I kind of go with the flow, but I, I do what feels right. I listen to my, my body and what my, my mind is telling me, so that's like my belief is really just uh and not for everybody but for me it kind of works to go with the flow there's a good mixture of a little bit of planning and like a a a structure but there are things within that can change um that don't have to be uh that don't have to be a constant you know in this experiment of life so that's um yeah i believe that you can you should just kind of go with the flow um But realistically if that doesn't work for everybody then you gotta you know you gotta whatever works for you because we're all different but at the end of the day I believe people should should steer themselves towards things that make them happy and not things that make them money Uh, because there is a a fine balance in between what's the dialogue you really need to have but haven't had so far okay this no. is there anything you want to say to your loved ones but haven't said enough Um when are you most receptive to critical feedback? I would say I'm always pretty receptive. Um when I was a little bit younger I used to be an asshole and when people get would give me constructive criticism I would get offended. But now I really appreciate it because you can learn from that. Now it's like If there's something that I could do better, tell me like when you're in front of me, don't tell me, don't let me find out that you were saying something to somebody else because that's not gonna help me. Like, I'm not gonna be mad at you, but I'm gonna be like, you could have told that to me. So like anytime I worked at a job, like in the managers, when I was like meeting the managers and stuff and they're like, is there any questions you have for me? And I was like, I don't have any questions, but I'm very open to feedback. So if I'm doing a bad job or I can improve on something, Let me know directly. Don't, I don't want to do that game of hearing it from somebody else. Like I won't get offended. I like to learn. I like to get better at whatever I'm doing. So feedback is always great. Um, Like the other day I was doing a haircut and, you know, luckily it was my, my friend from barber school, but he always has, he always gets something new. So what he did is he got a, a, uh, a skin fade on one side. And then on the other side we did like a design so we we the trimmer line we still took it up like we were doing a fade on that side but we just did a design basically a a large uh, swoop um, to the back of the head and there was one point on the other side where I was fading that I was really struggling with like it wasn't coming out and uh the barber next to me he knew, like, just from hearing, overhearing our conversation, he knew that I'd went to school with this kid. And he knew that he could, you know, that it would be okay for him to step in. And I I was totally cool with that. Like, I I was nervous to ask for help because I wanted to just do this shit myself. But he stepped in and was like, hey, man, you should, like, all you got to do is, like, try this real quick. And he stepped in and, and helped me and showed me a different technique. And over, you know, the point of two days... Like that night and, and the next day I was able to actually practice that technique On other people's haircuts And to make it better And I mean just think about if I was younger And I was like man don't tell me what to do I know what I'm doing Like I'm just going to be the same stupid barber That can't like that always fucks up On that same part of the haircut So being receptive is like Is um Is awesome What would you do to make it easier to accept What message are you for the point? When are you most Okay <laughs> so yeah I'm always receptive Critical feedback. That's the one thing I always tell people: just you know, be honest with me. Um, If you you can complete one important task this week, what would that be? I would say get my fucking oil change. I've been driving Uber at night and uh, um, I just haven't had the time. (laughs) I've been procrastinating a little bit to get my oil change, so that's one thing I need to do because. It's a brand new truck, and I don't want to fuck it up. So, that's what I'm doing tomorrow. Tomorrow's Monday. Um, That's super important. So What is important but not urgent? Eh. Mm. Important, but I'm going to say it's kind of urgent. It's not not urgent. Uh, I got to start practicing for my state boards. Because I have to take my state boards on the 23rd yeah, so I gotta practice them that's definitely important whom are you trying to avoid being like? <laughs> whom are you trying to avoid being like? Um, I don't know, probably a lot of my generation <laughs> um, no hatred, I actually meet a lot of cool people in my generation uh, but there's some people um, that are very close-minded and are not you know it's like they're uh, it's like they graduated high school and stop learning like they stop taking in new information that's who I don't want to be like because that's got to be a very frustrating life because when you don't open your mind to uh, you know not only feedback but like to new knowledge you're you're just going to sound stupid all the time and I'm like I'm not trying to be offensive but like and I'm not saying that I'm smart but i listen a lot. I'm constantly taking in new information and I thoroughly enjoy learning new uh, new things. Um, I learn learn like every fucking day at least like one thing whether I'm driving Uber or whether I'm cutting somebody's hair and they just happen to say something. For instance I was picking these college girls up last night at the U of R really nice college and we were talking about man we were talking about something we got on the topic of, like, 5G and, like, microwaves and shit like... That. Oh! I think we were talking about how they're, like, not allowed to have microwaves. Um, in uh, in school right now. You can't... Because they don't want anything touching. <laughs> you know, they don't want... every They don't want everybody's hands on, like, the microwave. I like... What? And I was like... Wouldn't microwaves... Wouldn't the microwaves, like, kill COVID? And she's like, no, actually not. Because... The waves are too big to penetrate. The you know to penetrate COVID, they're just too big. And she goes, if you look on the, the covering of your of your microwave, it's got like the almost like that mat, like that um, cross pattern on it. So if you look at how small the the hole is in those in that cross pattern, she's like, the waves are too big to penetrate through that layer, which is why. Like she was like microwaves yes are bad for you, but um she said microwaves are bad for you, but with the way that microwaves are built, like the actual appliance, it's not harmful. Um and then I asked her, well, is the conspiracy about five G, uh, you know, is five G as bad as they say it is? And she had some, you know, little uh fun tidbits of of knowledge. And her friends are even like, H- why? How the fuck do you know all this? And she goes, I just like learning random things. And I, like, wanted to high-five her because it was a perfect moment. She taught somebody random something new, and now I get to tell somebody else because I got, you know, that piece of information. So, yeah, that that that's uh that's awesome. So these questions make me very just go off on tangents. Uh, what do you need to change to become a person you want? What habits do you have that you... Like to replace? What problems are you running? Why are all these topics about fixing yourself? Is this this started out great, but then it really just kind of just kind of started getting deep. Okay, topic of the day: the importance of learning another language. I feel like I talk about this like super often. Um, before I ever left, before I went out of the country, like Edward Snowden except he was kind of forced. Uh, before I ever went out of the country, I, um, you know, I, I always just assumed, like, I hated the idea that they forced me to learn Spanish or a language in high school. I didn't understand it because my mind was very closed off at the time. I never really considered going out of the country at the time. I didn't even think about it. It wasn't even a, it wasn't even an idea. <clears throat> and then when I met my wife, just get, Then when I met my wife, um, and she's from Europe, it changed my mind because she spoke Russian and Latvian. And I was like, like, that was one of my favorite things about her is, like, obviously she's an amazing girl, but she spoke another language. Like, I really just thought I was like, my God, this girl is way too fucking good for me. Like, she is beautiful, and she knows English and Russian and Latvian. I'm like stupid. I'm a stupid American. So uh, it wasn't until, I mean, I realized it at that point, but I didn't really realize it until I went to her country. And um, in Latvia, a lot of people speak like three languages there, um, if not more. Uh, We were on the uh, subway there. I'm sorry, we were on a bus over there, going to downtown uh, Riga, Latvia. And Val and I and her brother were talking in English and we were, I forgot what we were talking about, but we were talking about some funny shit, and all of a sudden, this little, uh, Latvian kid goes, he just, like, starts talking to us out of nowhere in English, and we weren't talking about anything that was, like, secretive, so it's not, like, (laughs) it was, you know, it wasn't an, an embarrassing moment, it was just, like, wow, dude, like, you know English, and he was speaking English like he speaks it every day. Uh, which is amazing because, you know, when you're, when you're in Latvia, when you're in, uh, of these European countries, you, you typically speak the language over there. Like a lot of them speak Russian. Um, so it was v- super cool. And this kid was like probably seven years old on the bus all by himself. And he, I think in total he could speak like three languages. I'm like, that is so fucking useful. It's so cool. Um, I think it's so important to, to learn another language because just just knowing the language, like you get to a point where you're like, okay, I want to freaking, I'm to use this. You know, uh, I used a little bit of my Spanish knowledge because um, I lived in Miami for a year, and the job I had, I was mostly conversing with like um, managers of grocery stores that were. Uh, they were Spanish. They were, you know, Spanish in some sort. Um, so I tried uh, to immerse myself in the culture and just learn Spanish as much as I could. So I got to, I, I learned a ton from that down there. But uh, when you speak someone else's language, you, in a in a way, you kind of learn more about them. Uh, when you speak English, you're getting a little bit of a shell because maybe it's not comfortable for them. So I get to learn about people, um, and you get to learn about people when you speak other languages get like a little, little hint into their, uh, their life, which is so, so cool. So yeah, we're, Val and I are definitely going to uh, teach our kids, uh, Russian, which hopefully in turn will help me <laughs> learn a lot more. Um, let's see, let's Say there's no, no right way to start a conversation. What was the last funny video you saw? The last funny video I saw, which my friend Andy introduced to me, is uh, this guy who calls himself Uncle Rob. (laughs) I don't know if if he started on TikTok or whatever, but basically his solution to everything is burning shit and, like, lighting it on fire. So he'll be like, he'll be like, best way to listen to a Nickelback CD, take the Nickelback CD, put it in the CD player get a three pound (coughs) get a three gallon bucket dump gasoline in the bucket put the put the (laughs) put the CD player in there light it on fire so anyways that was uh, pretty funny what do you do to get rid of stress I work out I work out every day pretty much at least four to five days a week you got to give yourself a break I don't I don't work out on my days off but that has been helping a lot because I I run like a mile before uh, before I work out, and it tends to tends to really really help. So that's uh, that's a really good stress reliever. I used to smoke cigarettes, uh, which I still have one here and there, but I uh, pretty much cigarette free, which is really nice. It's so much uh, cheaper to not buy them. What is something you're obsessed with? Uh, what three words best describes you? Handsome. No. What would be your my perfect weekend, and I've actually had a few of these, is um, getting together with friends and smoking some some fucking ribs, dude, and then having like that that like southern heavy meal, it's just like that, the ribs with the cornbread and the mac and cheese or the pit, uh, potato salad. That's like my perfect weekend. As long as the day is like you know sunny of some sort, and not you know I could even do a little bit cold out there. It's, I'm most useful thing you own, your mom what was your favorite way to waste time your mom what do you think of tattoos do you have any I love tattoos the only problem I have with tattoos is they're expensive which I understand but tattoos got me really like making life decisions over here like yo am I gonna pay the mortgage this month or am I just gonna get a tattoo And so far, I've been paying the mortgage and not getting tattoos. So, I'm, I'm, uh, my first week in barbering when I make. So, here's my goal I want to make my first thousand dollars in a week barbering. When I do that, I'm going to book an appointment and I'm going to spend like 500 bucks on a tattoo. That's my goal. So, you can see what I think of tattoos. I like them. Uh, it's weird because I kind of don't see myself as like a dude that has tattoos, but I don't know. I'm like, people say I look edgy, which I don't understand because I have these like glasses and like wearing a polo and stuff. So I kind of feel nerdy because that's how I've like always been. But I got this like different hair shit going on. So uh, do you have any pets? What are their names? I have a lot of pets. I have a dog. I have another dog. I have one more dog. I have a rat, a ferret, and a bearded dragon that I just got. Uh, the dog's names are Lily, Lima, and Nala. Sorry, I had a brain fart. Uh, the ferret's name is Nastia or Anastasia. The rat's name is Dory. And she's kind of mean. And the bearded dragon name is Rexy. We think it's a female, and it's like a baby. It's like, it's like this big. It's it's a bite size, but uh, it's gonna get pretty big, which I'm excited about. But yeah, that's uh, all their names. We did have another uh, rat uh, named Desi, and she died, unfortunately. She, a lot of rats get respiratory um, issues, and she had one. Um... Apparently there is a medicine which I was unaware of that you can get for them that pretty much cures the respiratory issues um, But we got this we, we got these two rats in like a different situation, so it was kind of like I bought them because I felt like they needed some somebody to like hang out with them more and to like pay more attention to them. So I kind of bought them to help them but I didn't necessarily a shit ton of research so Uh, where did you go last weekend what did you do last weekend I had a cookout I cooked ribs I smoked ribs with my buddy Andy sorry there was a bug and uh, hung out had a fire the day was perfect it was like it wasn't raining it was sunny it was the perfect day for a cookout I watched the pandemic special uh, which is the um, uh, South Park (laughs) which is really funny that was uh, that was good yeah I think um, I think I've read a shit ton of topics and I think you guys learned a little bit about me today and I would like you to comment below and just tell me a fun fact about yourself Um, if any of these questions were ones that you wanted to answer put them below or uh, or follow the email and you can um, you can email me, that'd be cool. Or you can write me a message if you'd like to. Uh, I hope you guys are enjoying your your Sunday. It's Sunday here in New York. I don't know where I don't know what day it is where you guys are. Bet you it's Sunday though, unless you're in California. No, it's still Sunday. Um, but I'm gonna watch the Bills game in like an hour I'm a Bills fan people make fun of me I'm like come on you can like like the Bills but like still have like a main team Bills can be like your side bitch but quite honestly they're actually doing better than most teams right now so which they usually do and then something happens where they just start pooping so I don't know very hopeful of that but I hope you guys have a wonderful Sunday and I hope you learned a little bit about me you know, I do like long walks on the beach when it's warm. That's about it. Uh, yeah, dude. Keep looking out for uh, for more podcasts. I plan on doing these a lot more. I really just had to stop procrastinating, which we talked about earlier, and figure out a time that I could do them. And, you know, doing them on a Sunday is perfect because Sunday's like super chill. That's about all I have to say to you guys. The only other thing that I hope is that this thing has been recording the entire time. Sound and in video. (laughs) Alright, thank you guys for watching. Uh, We'll see you next time.